0: Welcome to the Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Life West, The Chiropractic College. I'm your host, Dr. Ron Oberstein.
1: And I'm your host, Dr. Mary Oberstein.
0: And we're excited to have you join us as we bring special guests in the world of health, leadership, business success, and chiropractic. Our mission is to create a brighter future for humanity, and we are thrilled to walk this journey with you.
1: Enjoy this episode and thank you for being with us today.
0: Well, hello everybody, Dr. Ron Oberstein, president of Life Chiropractic College West. And I am excited to bring to you a phenomenal life by life, Wes, because we have a great guest with us. I've got my partner in life and health and everything else, uh, uh, my financial partner. Everything, everything. <laughs> uh, Dr. Mary, Mary, welcome. It's so good to see you. Me too. No, I just saw you probably three hours ago. I don't know when it, what it was, but it's still always. I'll well, be seeing you in <laughs> another hour. There you go. Exactly. Always good to see you. And and, uh, and we've got a really special guest, someone who I've gotten to know very, very well, and Mary, also you too, you know, over the last like four to five months and uh, probably since March, actually. And, and um, we have Dr. Jennifer Howard with us coming at us from Bellevue, Nebraska. Welcome, Dr. Jan. Good to see you.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, and a, a little bit of our of, of Dr. Jen's background for our viewers. Uh, Dr. Jen graduated from Palmer College in Davenport, Iowa, in 2008. Immediately came back to Nebraska. She's an Omaha uh, a girl or woman, you know, who, you know, born and raised in Omaha and um, around, around Omaha. And she um, uh, came back, associated for about six months, and they just opened her own place. And she was in practice for 15 years, and steadily going in practice and growing, and having a phenomenal practice, peds and pregnancy and and family practice, until uh, she found a new passion, a new calling uh, when Life West actually opened a job up, opened a college up in Nebraska, and Dr. Jen um, truly just applied for the job and as the director of our campus, and boom, you know, hands down. Got the job flying colors and she retired out of active practice and now has moved into the higher ed space. Um, and it's really exciting to see that and watch her grow in that. But also just a little bit about Dr. Jen is that, you know, she was involved locally, uh, got involved in the political scene as far as the, the state association, the NCPA Um, she, um, made it, she was already vice president and, uh, just recently kind of stepped off that role because of the college role. Uh, but she has been involved in a lot of things in Nebraska. And if you don't know a lot about Nebraska, it is a very strong chiropractic state. They're doing something very, very right there. Um, and so... We're just excited, Dr. Jen, to have you. I love your Lion t-shirt there for being a Detroit boy. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how you got hooked into the Lions from Kansas, you know, being in Nebraska. I figured you'd be Kansas City or something like that, you know.
2: Yeah, no, my, my husband actually got me hooked on the Lions. He's a, a lover of Barry Sanders. And, you know, as a true Husker fan, we always love a team that, you know, doesn't always have the best record. But I have a feeling about this year that uh, Detroit's going to be great.
0: Well, I have to tell you, I've had that feeling for the last sixty-three years <laughs> and sixty-six actually. If I had feelings when I was born, but um, you know, but it's what keeps us Lion fans going, right? There's always next season, right? That that's our that's our motto. Next season. We're, I think we're the first one. <laughs> To ever wear bags on our heads, you know, in the stands, right, with eye holes cut out, you know, for the owners to see. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad because we do have opening a night tonight in the NFL. That's what the the recording date of tonight is that, and the Lions are playing the Chiefs, and it should be a fun game. And I got it taped, and I'm excited driving here, right, right, Mary. I called you up on, on my way to the to the college, saying, "Oh my God, I forgot to tape the game. Would you take Would you?" And so she went and taped it for me. So. That's what us lion fans do. Um, Hey, Doctor, give us like some insight. You know, share with us. um, First of all, I I want to know. You know, how'd you get in the car? How did you get in the chiropractic? Did you find chiropractic? Did chiropractic find you? You know, tell us what took place around that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I grew up in a very medically based uh, family. We, um, I was actually going to be in nursing school, so I was working at the med center in the surgical clinic, and as a secretary. And I couldn't sit there longer than five minutes without popping Advil um, because I couldn't sit in a chair. And so, um, my best friend, uh, Dr. Laura Meredith, her sister graduated from Palmer and when she came back from school i was her first patient so she took me through the x-ray process new patient exam all the things and i felt better and i was like heck i don't want to be a nurse i i don't i don't feel like that's for me and she's like you know you'd be a great chiropractic assistant and i said no way i'm going to be a doctor and so <laughs> <laughs> literally within like Three or four months from receiving my first adjustment, I packed up and moved down to Davenport, Iowa, with my best friend, Laura, who was also um, in Palmer. So it was it was very quick, um, very whirlwind, but definitely was the right thing for me to do.
1: <laughs> and you
2: had
1: you had all the like the classes needed to start.
2: Um, you know, I started I had to take a couple of accelerated courses that summer, so I got in with the 90 credits, um, the non-traditional route. And then while I was at Palmer, I took additional courses at night, maybe my second or third year of schooling to get my bachelor's degree on the same day as my DC degree.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. So so let's just step back for a second because Dr. Marie, yes, who went you guys went to school together. And yes.
2: Laura, uh, so, Dr.
0: Marie, Laura. Marie was the chiropractor who adjusted you. Laura and Marie are sisters. I know that.
2: Laura and Marie are sisters. Yeah. So, I went to high school with Laura. So, um, when I started high school, I was at a public school. I had uh, transferred to a small Catholic school where Laura was at. And, um, you know, she didn't really like me at first. And then we went down to uh, University of Nebraska at Lincoln, and we became great friends there. Right. Um I gave her so much flack for going off to chiropractic school because I did not understand it. I was taught, you know, oh, that's quackery. That's this, that's that, because that's what people told me, not because I didn't know anything. Yeah. And then when Marie came back, she educated me on it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this makes sense. And off I went.
0: Yeah. And then when did you know Laura was going to school, her sister?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Laura was at Lincoln with me. She left to go to chiropractic school. I was left in Nebraska. And then her sister came back from Palmer. Yeah. And then I shortly left after that. So, yeah.
0: That is so cool. That's so cool. You know, it's so interesting how how chiropractic finds people. You know, I mean, listen, you had back pain, right? You couldn't sit for a long time. That's what you said, right? And, and you know, popping Advil and doing whatever. And then you see that chiropractic is so much more than Back pain, you know, I mean, that's kind of like going to Starbucks for a black cup of coffee, you know. It's, it's like, it's just amazing how whatever that is that, that, that draws the person in. And then you kind of just, poof. Once you st- sit in class, you go, wow, this isn't even about back pain. This is truly about life. It's truly about health. It's about, you know, optimizing our, our well being. It's just so cool. It's just amazing. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I, I was totally unaware what chiropractic was and what it could do for you, Um, you know, and I I was still learning after I graduated. So, you know, um, when I got involved with the ICPA, that's when it really opened my eyes to the whole salutogenic model and, you know, what chiropractic truly was about.
1: So, so I want to jump forward now, since you just mentioned the ICPA. Yeah. So, you graduated, you worked in another office for a period of time, and then knowing you, the little bit of how I know you, you you're you a go-getter. You're a get-stuff-done person. So Absolutely. you probably, right? So I'm, I'm assuming that you were working in another office and you like couldn't wait to open your own practice.
2: Yeah, you know, that situation was unique. I covered for a doctor that was on medical leave. And it just became a situation where it wasn't the right relationship. So um, my brother actually loaned me money in 2008 during the whole financial crisis, right? Like gas was like $5 a gallon. And I had to have 20% down on a loan. And so he had loaned me some money to put 20% down. And I was able to open my business just two miles away from where I was at. Oh, wow. So yeah, it was. um, I never thought that I wanted to, to work by myself. But I did love being my own boss. So, you know, going from that job to now this job where I have multiple bosses, I sometimes have to rein it in a little bit and remind myself or be reminded, hey, Dr. Jen, you're not uh you're not in charge here all the time. We gotta make sure we make these decisions together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's so uh, some it's hard to go from that like it is, solo yeah. making the decisions to being a team player.
2: Absolutely, because I am right. the type of person that will make a decision like Immediately. I'm like, yep, that's what I want. That's what I'm going to do. And so I've, I've really had to step back a little bit and remind myself not to do that all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. the other thing too, so, I don't know if you've noticed, but higher ed is not, it, it's a slow movie boat.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You
0: know what I mean? There's it, a lot of if it wants to leave.
2: To go through.
0: Yeah. If it wants to leave the dock, it just doesn't, you know, you don't put it reverse and back. It's got to like turn like this, you know, and, and when I first got into higher ed, that mirror, you know, this, that's what drove me crazy coming from a, the, the chiropractic practice point of view, right? It was like, you want to change something you let you learn on Saturday, you, Monday morning, you go in the office, say, guys, let's get together. This is what we're going to do different or we'll implement this next week. Take a look at this, but this is where we're going, what we're doing. And it's done, you know, and it's very, very different when you've got, you know, eight 900 people around you know that kind of Absolutely. thing it just, it doesn't move as quickly but uh, but then you talk about pregnancy impedes you know because you talked to you know, mirror you talk about icPA like what yeah. you know Jen you brought that up you know how did you how did you start moving in that direction and and what that looked like for you
2: yeah um I had a really hard time um staying pregnant went through a lot of um miscarriages think about a half a dozen or so with my um, spouse. And even while I was at Palmer, there was a gentleman I dated while I was at Palmer and I had a, a miscarriage while I went through school. Did I know while I was going through Palmer that I was going to have these problems 10 years later? No. Um, so it just was a, a continuous struggle for me. Um, so once my husband and I decided that we were going to have a family, I was like, hey, you know, um, I, I really want to learn how to take care of kids better, you know. And I also really loved reaching out and helping pregnant women through that process. It was kind of like a a healing mechanism for me because I could talk to them about my loss, they could talk to me if they were having issues, and we just kind of went through that journey together and it um, you know, cuz miscarriage is not always something that people like to talk about. Um, and that was my way of, of healing through that. So that was how I initially got into the ICPA and then I just I really love um, adjusting pregnant women. If I could do that all day long, mm-hmm. I would do that. So um, when a baby kicks back at you and you feel that, it, it just, it's, I miss that feeling internally, if you will. <laughs> so um, that was kind of my jam.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel you on that. When people would ask me, if you weren't a chiropractor, what would you do? And I answer quickly. I said, I'd be a midwife absolutely for that reason so yep. so tell us just about the like the journey because we've had other people other chiropractors on who talked about i think their their practices peas and you know pediatrics and pregnancy how was that building that kind of practice like what did you do what what connections did you make to get pregnant women and and babies and
2: yeah, so um, I started to take classes. Um, obviously, I went through the entire ICPA series, mm-hmm. and um, I connected with my own ob Jin and she, she was a referral source constantly. Oh. Every time I would go in there, I would leave my cards or a referral pad, and she was constantly sending women that either um, were uncomfortable during their pregnancy. She finally understood that, hey, I can send them to Jen, and I trust her. Or um, baby just wasn't in the right position. So helping create that space for baby to, to move around and, and get in that position that's optimal for them, um, I was able to educate her on that. Um, I also had relationships with my child's pediatrician and other pediatricians around town and um, took spinning babies with a bunch of nurses. So I took that multiple times locally and um, just created something different that not everybody else was doing in their office at that time and kind of created this procedure of like, I'm going to spend extra time with every pregnant woman. So then they tell everybody about me,
1: right. type of thing,
2: you right. know, um, one of the really cool things that I, that I think that I thought was neat. Um, during the pandemic, I kind of shifted a little bit, you know, because we had to change. And, uh, I called up a, a marketing lady locally and I was like, Hey, um, everybody's in quarantine. I want to start marketing to them on Facebook and Instagram to come see Dr. Jen, because we're going to have a bunch of pregnant ladies walking around here. And sure enough, my office was filled right with on. pregnancy patients after the pan, like during the pandemic. So, yeah. uh, marketing strategy wise, I think that was one of the, the, uh, best moves I made was during the pandemic for sure.
0: That is so cool. And, you know, I, it's funny because I think we all know this and, you know, obviously I and I didn't mention in, in the introduction, you have now, you have three boys, right? A set of twins, right? Set of twins.
2: I had a V back with them and Jameson's 18 months older. Right. So a seven-year-old and almost twin six-year-olds.
0: Right. Um, and and going and going through uh, you know, first of all, what I was going to say was that that obviously the one thing that pregnant women, you know, when they're going through that season of their life, they're usually around a lot of other pregnant women, whether it's in a birthing class or wherever it might be, you know, they're just around. Right. And so they are. I, I love it because it really is a word of mouth thing once it starts to spread, once it you put the seeds, water it, and then boom, it takes off. Um but I think the cool thing is, is like, obviously, you know, you were able to have children. Obviously, you said you went through about six miscarriages and you were able to have children. And, and you know, there's I, I don't know. And I, I'm talking to two women with kids. And um, obviously, you had, you know, you had, you know, you went through the miscarriage cycle. And Mary, I don't think you, you know, you didn't, at least not not with us together. But there's the stigma that I see isn't so much. That women don't want to talk about it. That could be true. Very, very true. I can't speak for that. But I think a lot of the stigma is that that people on the outside, maybe it's even a male perspective, and I don't want to put this on all men, but the perspective is, okay, that's okay. It just wasn't supposed to happen. Just move on, you know, and, and go forth, right? And that could be true on a physiological level, but not looking at the emotional side of it, right? And be able to... Right. See what's there, you know. I think that's such a uh, an important thing. And when you said that people don't necessarily talk about it, my sense that hit me was that it was more they're not talking about it because of the emotional factor that's never really brought up.
2: Sure, yeah, and it may be generational too. Like, you know, um, my family, my mom. I didn't feel like my mom really wanted to talk much about it. You know, just like okay, I think it's a generational thing because okay. you know there are certain generations that I feel like we just kind of suppress all of our emotions and and don't express those things. And um, you know, that was just my way around it was talking with my patients.
0: It's, it's so I think it's beautiful so so cathartic. But just to ask the both of you this, and that's really more of a question that I have, a, a true question I have. Um it, it's, you know, coming from a male perspective. I mean, do do women talk about miscarriages with other women and the emotional attachment that could still be there or whatever it is? I don't know what the emotion is around it, but because obviously I haven't gone through it. But is that something that's brought up a lot or is it still something that's that's kind of, I don't know, repressed, suppressed? I really don't know the right word for it.
2: Yeah, you know, I think when I went through this, especially with my husband, um, you know, we talked about it, but maybe not as much as we could have. Um, Yeah, I definitely think, you know, between um, man and woman, there is a little bit difference or maybe like, let's not talk about it because this is sad and and just move on. And, um, you know, I think talking about it helps heal, you know, helps you realize that there was life there and um, that there you had attachments, even though something was so early on, you know, so, yeah.
1: And I agree with you that it is gener. I think it's generational as well. And I think that, you know, 40, 50 years ago, yeah, it wasn't looked at as a loss. It was looked at as like, um, oh, like, you know, oh, that's what happened. Or like, you wouldn't even tell people, but if you did, it was like, okay, well, we don't need to talk about it. Whereas now the acknowledgement is you went through a loss. So we right. need to, we need to anything to be ashamed of you know oh, definitely not but it's it's more like are you okay let's like right. holding the woman as wow you really had a loss and I, I really think that men coming from that standpoint of like being more how do we fix this and realizing there's no fixing it's a process that we just have to sit with the woman right and walk alongside her and do nothing but just have her be seen just saying i I understand what you went through.
2: Absolutely, I, and it, I see maybe it, maybe it's more common now than it was in the past, and so yeah. you know that that may have something to do with it as well.
0: But, yeah. the, but the other piece that might be a, you know that 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 could be a, a big play in this is that you know then then if a woman walks around thinking, especially after they have a second miscarriage, walk around thinking, what's wrong with me? Like what's wrong with my body yeah. right? they, where they, they internalize that, you know, and, you know, and it's kind of, and that's where chiropractic plays such a beautiful role in teaching people that there's nothing wrong, you know, that your body. Yeah. Well, I
2: for sure oh. blamed myself. I, I, it was really like, what is wrong with me? This is my fault type. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of the healing process. Like when you finally got pregnant, right, you know, was there something that shifted in you beforehand that that made that happen or during the pregnancy, you know, that kind of thing?
2: You know, um, I had done a, a deep dive to genetically. I probably wasn't, like, feeding myself the best um, health-wise. You know, I I probably didn't have that great of a diet, and I still could work on my diet every day. Um, I had done some genetic testing and found out that I was um, homozygous MTHFR. So my body doesn't, um, if that gene is turned on, does not um, reduce or uh, take folic acid and break it down the way that it's supposed to. And so I was challenged in that department. So once I found that out, I started supplementing correctly and eating better. And then it was like, boom, a light switch. It just happened. And it stuck.
0: Wow.
1: Right.
0: Nice. I, I mean, this could be a whole podcast in itself. <laughs>
1: podcast
0: in itself. I mean, listen, it really is because it's such a, I, I, you said it, Jen, at the beginning, you said like a stigma, you know, there is a stigma and yet something is branching out of that also, you know, um, you know, is it a Mary, what's the the, the birthday that celebrate? Is it a rainbow birthday? Is that, is that the, the, uh, the term? Yeah. I think,
1: uh, well, there mm, i don't know what it's called well there's like national miscarriage today there's rainbow baby day there's there's just a lot more acknowledging of it now acknowledgement yeah. yeah which is so healing for women absolutely because even if you haven't had a miscarriage yourself you know someone who's had a miscarriage who you were probably supportive of so absolutely
0: yeah, yeah. i mean i remember mary we, we had a, a a very dear friend of ours and still a dear friend of ours who I uh, had a stillborn and and wanted to deliver the stillborn, chose to deliver the stillborn. And so waited, Jen. And mm-hmm. I remember we, it was Mother's Day, actually, I think. And we were in Nordstrom's. Right. And and uh, she was with us and people were coming up saying, oh, my gosh, how many months pregnant are you? And, you know, and all this stuff. And it was like I just I remember just feeling like inside just kind of torn, right. you know, that that kind of thing. But I I think that it is something that needs to come out. And I want to just acknowledge you, Jen, but you know, Dr. Jen, because you know, talking about it with women and in your practice, um you're healing, yes, but it's also allowing other people the space to not just heal, but understand more and realize right. that they can talk about it because. You know, my doctor. I was. I've never had one, but I'm talking to my doctor about it. I, you know, I can talk to anybody about it, right, and be able to move forward because that's how healing takes place. So, um, so you know, thank you, you know, for being an advocate of that because I think it's something that as we move forward. Um, I just want to move into a quick topic before we kind of wrap up, and that's you know, you got involved, man. You, you all of a sudden, you know, you graduate, you go out, you you start this you know, peds and pregnancy you're, you know, you're going back to school, the ICPA, which is who I love. And, you know, Jeannie Ohm and I were very close and Justin, her son, and, and I love him. And, um, and you're doing all these things and then you get involved politically. Right. Right. And, and just share with us in, in a few minutes, like how that evolution took place.
2: Yeah. You know, when, when I was at Palmer, I got involved in nothing. Um, I literally, I went to school and then I went home. I, Felt like I I, I missed the part of being uh, part of the chiropractic college, you know, just because I I, I was in and out of
0: there, and that and, is still so um, not like you. That is I right.
2: you know. Yeah. I feel like I'm involved in all the things now. <laughs> so um, after my first son Jameson was born, he was about six months old. I ran for district representative um, on our chiropractic association's board. And um, I got that position. A couple years later, um, the incoming president asked me to be the secretary. So I was the secretary for a couple years. And then with our board, you kind of ascend into the next positions. And so most recently, I was the vice president and, um, you know, was in line to be president. Uh, But with taking this job and, um, you know, not wanting to pose any conflicts of interest time-wise with the college. I wanted to, you know, step away from that um, and allow somebody else to step up into that position. So I stepped down for about a month. And then (laughs) in August, I ran for my district representative seat again and was elected. So um, I'm still involved with the state association. And, you know, I like being there to represent them and um, have a voice in the room. And I really like communicating to the members um, and asking them, what do you need from us? That way we're getting the education they want, that they're interested and it's not just what Dr. Jen wants or, you know, Dr. Bob wants, you know. So um, that's kind of my NCPA in a nutshell. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think it's important for our viewers to hear because, you know, it's like we can just take it. And, I, and I've got like a prescription that I give to my graduates, you know, and that's that. Join your association, you know, just join up. We know associations are always looking for people. To, and if you get one person who's going to do a little work that's all volunteer, they're going to give them three pieces of work and then 10 pieces of work before you know it. They're working full time. And that's cool to do. After you get your practice established, right? You know, but join them, participate, you know, contribute financially, show up at events and that kind of stuff. But get your first couple years, you know, um, under your feet, you know, and build your foundation and your practice, and then dive in, right? And uh, and it's kind of like what you did, obviously, because you you know you waited until you know, and you dove in at six months after birth. You know, I mean, uh, if not, not like you had nothing on your plate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy, so, it's just I'm a,
2: crazy. I'm for punishment.
0: <laughs> Probably, I don't know but it's like it's like you know I think it's just so cool because because it really just shows how involved you can you know one can be and it is important to get involved you know yeah. so so cool oh, wait,
2: All right. I'd like to if, if I could say one thing you know uh, the students that are going to be here at the the Bellevue campus they're going to be able to be involved in the state Association um with our continuing education events and all of those things, like they welcome students. And uh, I tell you what, the the chiropractic association here is like um, top notch. We have 80% membership of our state and they really know how to get things done here. So I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that association for sure.
0: Great, I love it, I love it.
2: Wait, I know
1: we're getting ready to wrap up but I have like a burning question. Yes. <laughs> okay, for anyone listening, who because you went and you, you applied for that position with no experience correct
2: for the position at life west
1: no i'm um, sorry when you first got involved with the state association
2: absolutely yes
1: okay. no so for anyone listening who was who would sit there and say well i have no experience so like she did that but i can't do that i wouldn't even know the first thing so just like take 30 seconds like what was the thought process of, of applying for a position on a board when you had zero experience
2: yeah, they were. I mean, they were looking for um, district representatives, members to get involved, and you know, it's it's hard to come by people that want to get involved. And I was like, you know what, this is my time. It wasn't very time consuming, and I was a a voice at the table. I was representing my community. So yeah.
1: So instead of experience, you said, well, I have a voice. So I'm yeah. going to show. Up. Absolutely. That was that's that was my question.
2: I yeah, wanted to represent
1: i know but i want everyone to know that
0: yeah absolutely i love it i love it well listen i we're coming down to our to our witching hour you know where are uh, we're gonna have to hit, uh, <laughs> stop recording buddy button pretty soon but always in our, <laughs> life, our life west we always ask our guests two questions just an innate response answer it can change tomorrow um but that's what we're going to do right now so we're going to move into that so first question yeah. mary
1: I'll ask you the first question. Okay. So, if you could go back and talk to Jen the first day of chiropractic school, what advice would you give her now?
2: Know how to study, Uh, put the time and effort into it, and be involved.
0: Perfect. Cool. Cool. All right. The second question. (laughs) Second question is, Now you're talking to Dr. Jen, who just graduated yesterday, and knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to the brand new Dr. Jen?
2: Show up. Be there, especially if you're you're your own secretary. Be there or have that phone number forwarded to your cell phone all the time. Because if you're not answering the phone, you're not knowing patients that are going to be walking through your door.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Because you know what? I wonder how many people we miss, right? Absolutely. You know, I mean, we could probably build a a, huge, a bigger practice on the ones that we miss than the ones that we get, that we catch. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great. Wow. That was great. Great, Dr. Jen. So good to see you. So good to spend time. And we didn't really talk about Life West, but people will get to come and visit, you know, the Life West Bellevue campus that you're at right now. And and it's going to be making big, it's making big waves in the profession now, but wait till we start we're really rolling up and doing all the th- great things that we're going to be doing there. And you are a big part of that. So, so thank you. Thanks so much. And thanks for being with us.
2: I appreciate you guys.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and to our audience, thank you. You know, thanks for checking in with us. Our these life by life Wests are really a pleasure. I mean, we're always talking to someone who's usually eighteen years or younger in practice, and um, and just. Just listening to, to what's that pulse right now going on, you know, from the new graduate up to about 18 years or so. And, and it's just, it's palpable. So, so thank you for being with us. Thanks for, for continuing to check in with us because we drop these every other week. The opposite weeks is our life, life West leadership line. Uh, and check in on those or check in on all of them. Uh, we've got some great things happening. And of course, with Dr. Jen at Life West Bellevue, um, there's all kinds of really fun things happening around the Life West community. Uh, but I want to just remember, just keep remembering that to, to, to love those around you and take care of those around you. And uh, I learned a big lesson today just about miss, you know, just about, you know, miscarriages and, and the things that we can do. There was a lot of gems that were dropped today. So you might want to repeat this and listen to it again. Uh, this is now out on a podcast also. So you can listen to it as you're in your car or doing exercise, whatever you want to do. Um, but thanks for, for, for being there. Thanks for spreading the word and thanks for sharing these with others. Until we meet you again, keep loving those around you. And, you know, Dr. Jen and from Dr. Mary and go Detroit Lions uh, for a victory tonight. Unless you're in Kansas City, we got to root for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, But um, please just know that we love you. Know that we care about you. We'll keep coming back at you every week with another episode. And until we see you again, we'll bid you adieu and say, keep loving those and hugging those around you. Bye-bye. Thank Thank you you for for joining us today and for the love, commitment, and passion you emanate every day. Together, we know we will make this world a better place.